0: Are listening to the Bondzilla podcast? The Bondzilla podcast is a bi-monthly analysis of two of cinema's longest-running franchises, James Bond and Godzilla. This week, aliens invade the Godzilla franchise as we head out to Planet X in 1965's Invasion of Astro Monster. Hello, everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Bondzilla podcast. I'm Nick.
1: I'm Will. And uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, we've got another rowdy, raunchy Godzilla episode. I raunchy? Is it raunchy? I
1: thought you were gonna say roaring because we've had a roaring good time. Yeah, and we're we're recording this as a uh, eclipse is happening. Solar eclipse. A solar yes. Solar eclipse the first of a million years this is the first ever solar eclipse there's not been one documented on earth just like in fact this is much like a kaiju in and of itself It feels it's like
0: like like, there would be a Godzilla movie, and I don't know if there is, I'm just conjecturing that, like, the kaiju rises during the solar eclipse. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, when the series goes into, like, more so, like, the supernatural, and it's, like, legend has it, then every million years an eclipse comes, and we must defend from uh, Eclipso. <laughs> 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 and then it's, like, but this time, because now man has gotten so uh, arrogant, arrogant and... that it's, like, we just don't believe it in anymore, so now we must call upon the king of the monsters and really
0: then the question comes down to will
1: we use the nukes yeah of course the answer is always no Oh, and somebody's like it's the power can you imagine like see like now you couldn't do this but back then you could get away with this plot and honestly i want to see somebody get away with this plot right now where it's like the eclipse is powering eclipso and they're like that's the that's the power source so they're going to nuke the moon And because we're so... And we can do this in the far future where we're so arrogant, we don't think we need the moon anymore. Like, we think that we can take these matters into our own hands. Like, we think the tides don't matter. Like, we think we're God, Nick. Yeah. But what we need is godzilla this is that's a fucking movie right there Ooh, yeah and See, gu- ra- raunchy yeah and raunchy, uh, uh and guess and guess, and guess who's the star of it harrison ford i don't even care if he's old if he doesn't give a shit he is the star of this movie if not he's like the oh like he's like the guy where it's like we need somebody like you know it's like well go get go get uh uh like what, what's a good like like good guy name rex yeah rex harbinger <laughs> like go get rex harbinger like rex and it's like played by like he's like but he's a loose cannon and we locked him up because he's he's too loose what, of a cannon you really just want to <laughs> get snow in this is that what you really want Dude, let's just get guy pierce in it it's it's, it's a guy pierce um anyway so yes got god godzilla um god pierce yeah uh th- this is actually uh as i was doing research for it i i think this is going to be a bit of a lighter episode Uh, this episode uh, just because with news, uh, not with news, like with the production and everything. So uh, I did want to take the time because of that to express my excitement for an announcement. Uh, in the Godzilla world that came out was that they just and they just not just but they uh, revealed unveiled the first trailer for Godzilla Monster Planet Monster or Planet. I think as the, like the the original title oh Godzilla Planet of Monsters mm. and it is a CGI anime kaiju film uh, officially the 32nd film in the Godzilla. Uh, franchise. So we're going to have to add it to the, the end game of yeah. our podcast
0: now. Uh should I is read it, is an official official I, film.
1: It's it's uh d- um re- slated to come out in November on Netflix. Uh should I read you the plot or the well, premise of it? In the year 2048, the human race is forced to leave Earth after decades of losing against Godzilla and other giant monsters. Uh they take t- a, a 20-year journey to another planet called uh well, they take another journey to another planet. But upon their arrival, they discover that the planet has become uninhabitable. As living conditions on their ship deteriorate, a young man named uh, Haru, Haro, hello, Haro. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> oh, no. What's, 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 oh, no. What's the, uh, what's the, um, what's it, uh, the, the character in uh, Arrested Development? Anyang? Anyang. <laughs> um, uh, spearheads a movement to return to Earth to take it back from the monsters. This sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually sounds like you're using the
0: animation and anime properties uh-huh. of of the film to really kind of go all out and and do something different mm-hmm. with with the with the Godzilla. Of course, I don't really know, um, you know. Uh, where the where the franchise goes from this, I don't think they, they go. We have Monster Island coming up. Yeah, no, <laughs> we don't we don't have a Monster Planet, but it just seems like it's a very unique take I can, on, I, on the Godzilla. I
1: can vouch that this is a very interesting take, and I I for one cannot wait. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, so I, I'm excited for that. So I just wanted to take the time uh to. Uh, this makes me think of what it. like a Bond animated movie would be like, though. Mm, you know it'd be interesting if they did because you know how they did like the animatrix yeah like if they did like that for bond That'd where cool. it's like a like a like a series of different animation styles taking on like bond taking bond like just like little tiny bond
0: adventures yeah. and stuff like that you're right yeah. I, I would like or that. maybe like taking different like other characters from the
1: bond universe mm-hmm. like kind of different villains. we can finally get that jinx spinoff yeah <laughs> anime uh, jinx movie. You're really hyping <laughs> up talking about that. When we get when we get it? Just, it's it's fascinating to me. I mean, it's just the hubris of it is so is hysterical to me. But um so getting back uh, on track to this. Uh Nick, we are going to be talking about the uh 1965 movie. Once again, directed by Ishiro Honda. Invasion of Astro Monster. N- not invasion of the astro monster invasion of astro monster okay uh, yeah. astro monster is a person too okay you wouldn't you wouldn't hear me call it's like oh i uh i uh you know i live with the i live with the roommate over there i just call you roommate you know and in, in many of my, in my my material i just right. say oh my roommate i don't call you the roommate that would just be rude mm-hmm. so i i expect you to give astro monster the appropriate respect.
0: All right, so let's just talk about Invasion of the Astro Monster.
1: <laughs> ah, damn it, you got me. Um, alternate titles, the original title of it in Japan, The Giant Monster War. <laughs> I love like my big exclamatory titles. Um, yes, but does it really fit? We'll, I guess we'll talk about this in this movie. <laughs> they really, Japan really likes hyping the movie. Yeah, over y- sometimes, yeah. yeah. They do, which is like, you know, why not? It's like, you know, I really mean, I well, think, yeah. they seem, I feel like, More more and more so, like, we get down this route that Japan has a way, a much better handle on what these movies are. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, I don't think any of these guys are going to go in thinking, like, it wasn't a giant war of monsters. (laughs) Like, I think they know it's like, oh, it's like a silly monster movie we're going to get in. Yeah, war of monsters. Okay, let's go. The the Astro Monster. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, U.S. title, Monster Zero. Hmm. Which makes a little bit more sense. Invasion of uh,
0: the Monster Zero or just Monster Zero? Just Monster Zero. Just Monster Zero. <laughs> Man, no, no, no pro- prepositions. No, no, love here.
1: Okay, so this this uh, movie, has, well, going into this movie a little bit because now we're entering an interesting time in the Godzilla franchise where I think it's now, as we said with uh, our previous installment, that Godzilla has kind of settled into its place that we will see it be for a while, in which Godzilla is now a hero uh, and and is uh, seen as a benevolent force that is, we're, and we're finally getting more into the monster mash, uh, more so than we have previously before. I
0: mean, it is a graveyard smash.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. A lot, lot, lot of people die in all these movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, that's it. So... That's interesting to take note because, in many ways, because I think I had made this criticism about Bond was I think it was during what's the one where they go to Japanese island? Like, what's that? What's that? I what? mean, Japan, which is an island. No, they go, but they go to that island. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, it's. Um you only live twice. Yeah. And I remember, I think I made the statement during that movie where that was the movie where I'm like, okay, we're into the Bond formula yeah. by now. And I think that now we are entrenched in the Godzilla formula for better and for worse. Yeah. So, so getting into the development of the movie. So what's interesting about this movie that is in some point in the 1960s. Uh, a production company united productions of america or upa uh which was a production studio primarily known uh for animation do you know do you do you know that oh, yeah, a yeah, big animation yeah, like Gerald uh, point boing and a yeah. bunch of the upa style that kind of simplified style of the 60s yeah. really
0: changed uh the, the kind of the game and animation for a lot of people
1: okay cuz and then i also had like uh also like the mister magoo yeah, series yeah the mister magoo series now what do you so like in what just so i i know cuz that was this was something i wasn't asking familiar with just like that just upa in general as an animation Yeah. so
0: basically obviously at that point animation was kind of known for the disney style and the warner brothers style which is these high quality you know obviously disney was known for its high quality animation and warner brothers also kind of had like you know the very full animation style upa um was a lot more known for kind of a more simplistic cheaper style Mm -hmm. of animation that still got Lot of praise. So, because Gerald McBoing Boing was one of their major ones that won the Oscar for animated short. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a game changer, just in the sense of like it paved the way to what would be like the 70s of animation with like Hanna-Barbera, where it's like you can do popular and to an extent quality animation, but don't have to go to the expensive detailed lengths that, like, Disney and Warner Brothers and MGM had gone to in the mm-hmm. 40s and 50s. Gotcha. So gotcha. it
1: was kind of a sense of, like, you could do cheap animation and still make it popular. Okay. So, uh, at this point, Nick, they were not only into the animation game, they had set their sights on another form of fun entertainment, and that is the giant monster movie. They wanted to get in the game, Nick. They, w-
0: they wanted they wanted a piece of that monster y- match. Yeah. The monster action. <laughs>
1: Can we start calling
0: that's like we
1: want a piece of the monster mash <laughs> our hollywood executive <laughs> our hollywood executive character that we've, yeah. we've had a couple episodes it's like um we, that's yeah. our bond that's our bond right there we, it's we, like we want a bit of that monster mash <laughs> is that harrison ford can that be harrison ford get me the monster mash <laughs> get me bond and get me godzilla get them in my office right now <laughs> um so, uh, so UPA worked with an American producer, Henry G. Henry G. Saperstein, um, who was a key player in UPA's history to acquire quality monster flicks. That was their goal. Quality, quality monster, quality. Flicks. Yeah, you know, yeah, because uh, you know, well,
0: because you're gonna get a monster mash, might as well make it quality.
1: <laughs> and and you know, and, and quality is such like a loose term. Like, what does quality mean? That's also, Nick? our Hollywood executive. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, hey, like, what's, what's quality? Yeah, man? it's like, listen, you, you, listen, we want quality, but listen, like, you know, what is quality, but like, you know, what is it, like some sort of construct made by society? Like, who who decides what quality is? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Saperstein went to approach Toho, who were in the midst of filming uh, one of their uh, monster movies, Frankenstein Conquers the World. Uh, which we've I, talked about before. Yeah, we, talk. we talked about that Toho was kind of doing their own version of Frankenstein, which, is, which was more of a kaiju, like giant, you know, humanoid monster thing. So they were in the middle of making this movie. And uh, this was timed perfectly um, because Toho was uh, al- also set to make their sixth God fil- Godzilla film. And uh, Saperstein was able to partner up with Toho on the production right from the beginning. So he came in. And it's like, well, we're already in the middle of making this monster movie, but... We are on to the sixth Godzilla film. Would you like, you know, to get in on that? So, what better way to get in on the ground floor? Go up, um, because that's usually how you know, things work. You right. don't start at the unless you're rich and you got, unless you're our Hollywood executive character, and or like, you're or you're like you
0: par- <laughs> like you're an action hero. You parachute onto a building, yeah, and then you have to go all the way down yeah. the building to get. More down. Keep
1: <laughs> imagine. I'm, I'm already imagining that like Bond goes to the top of the building, but then like the guy's office is like on the first floor. <laughs> it's gonna be like reverse raid. I, I know I'm getting off topic, but reverse raid where they have to fight down <laughs> the building. <laughs> um, so uh, this would make uh Astro Monster a full fledged American co production, as Saperstein was able to provide fifty percent of the funding. Uh, for uh, Astro Monster.
0: It's a good deal. Yeah. For Toho. Mm-hmm. So why, why not? Like, hey, we'll take your money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so moving on, uh, as they were making this movie, Saperstein's major note uh, was for the Godzilla series to move away, or for this movie in general, to move away from the quote-unquote formulaic nature of of, of the series calling out that the movies often opened up with a press conference or a government conference of scientists and officials. So it always like opened up with like, you know, yeah. all like people just sitting around like, what are we going to do? Which is like, I guess. Not really. <laughs> yeah, not really. I mean, but, but like, I, I mean, I would say that to
0: get to like, but like this movie kind of just starts the exact same way as the previous movie did. Yeah. Whereas like, is these people in a space station being like where it's investigate this mysterious space thing like it's really it, like not that different.
1: So I would I my only guess is because so in our in going over the Godzilla movies this isn't the first time that people have called out this aspect of it before. And I think that what I think what the idea was is to maybe move away from it being such like a grounded real world for lack of a better term bureaucratic like nature mm-hmm. to it, yeah. so like the drama of it wasn't so strictly like what are the what are the, like the what's the nation's government going to do right, right um so to to move away from that, yeah, um, so that was so that was his first note. um um and but this this is a note that kind of makes sense when you watch the movie is that his major note was like you needed to get to the premise quicker, I think, is what his note was, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> this does it does sound like a Hollywood executive, doesn't yeah. it? You got to get to the premise quicker. These movies are made for the monsters. Where's the monsters? Where's the quality monsters? What are these fairies doing here? We <laughs> want the monsters. Um Saperstein also uh, suggested the inclusion of an American actor to help market the film in America, uh, and the role went to actor Nick Adams, um, who was cast because he was already in uh, Frankenstein Conquers the World, and Saperstein praised his work, work ethic because Nick Adams was known as a guy who would come in, you know, be a fun, cool guy to work with. Uh, and, you know, learn his lines easy. He knows, what he's, he knows yeah. what he's doing. Lear, learns his lines easily He's an actor. Who was it? Did, weren't we saying that about uh, the Bond? The Bond. Bond, because it's like, isn't who was that we were talking about where it's like, oh, they come in and he learned his lines easily Or I feel like we've said that about something somebody. Mm. I forget who it was. Uh, oh, Hollywood. Hollywood talk. It is interesting, though, like even the language of this movie has changed in us talking about it has changed a little bit differently now that there's an American voice in it. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds way more Hollywood. Yeah. Whereas like before the way Toho made the movie is very relaxed, I guess. Yeah. Like there's, I'm not trying to say there's no art in it, but there, there's like concerns about script and everything. But it seems like everybody at the end of the day is like, all right, just make the monsters do whatever. whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put whatever we need to in these movies. Right.
1: Um, uh, t- 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 so, um, and the n- biggest note in the script phase of this is that this is the first Godzilla film that was going to include full fledged aliens. So we've already been we've already touched upon space a mm-hmm. little bit. Yes, we have with a uh, Ghidorah. Well, we would hope a homo movie
0: with uh, the Astro Monster in it would yeah. <laughs> uh, would include something from an Astro, yeah,
1: or Astro Boy, yeah, which is an underrated animated movie uh, from Japan, <laughs> yeah. Well, the American one I, I was talking about. Yeah, they made. The, the, the the original. Yeah, the original series. That is from Japan. It, it is a manga from Japanese island. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, because so last time we saw Ghidorah, who was from space, and then we had some of like the uh the elements of like aliens and like humans and mind control and stuff. But this is the first time that we're gonna see full like full. Oh, aliens. We're going.
0: We're going full space. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're. <laughs> um. The film itself, despite being a, a co-production by America, would have a slightly lower budget than the previous films, and resulting in some spotty visual effects and actually some recycled shots from the previous films, uh, which Honda uh, ultimately lamented that he was uh, somewhat frustrated uh, with the um, with uh, some of the budgetary constraints of it. Um, and as we, I think we have learned over, like, uh, I don't want to get too much into Honda until... And, and and until a later date, but I think as we're talking about these, we were learning that Honda is 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 the definition of a company man, mm-hmm. and um and I think the nature of a company man was a little bit more, I want to say either commonplace or accepted in Japanese cinema. It seems like it just seemed like that is just it's just what you do, right? Like, like it, it is kind of
0: more of a a job and like right.
1: a a. A gig for a studio, I guess you could
0: say, where it has
1: such like a dirty connotation, especially now in like in modern a, day Hollywood and like
0: yeah, in, in the kind of American cinema, yeah, it's, to it's be a lot a, more of a kind of bigger deal to make sure the director mm-hmm. has is doing something right, and like especially artistic,
1: and especially on these films where arguably, as we said, that you know Subaraya, who's like the effects director arguably has a little bit more say on the day-to-day stuff, with which happens to the fun stuff in the movie uh, with the monsters. Um, uh, Honda would lament that... Uh, he would lament all these budgetary constraints, calling it a vicious cycle, noting that truncated budgets led to lesser quality effects, which in turn led to poor reception of effect-driven movies and uh, therefore resulted in a standard that effects movies don't sell. It's
0: a weird... Thing to think about
1: <laughs> I don't know I kind of like it I think it's like no, I mean I, it makes sense but it's
0: also like this: the idea of like oh man these effects movies don't don't they, just, they don't
1: sell well I think his idea well, especially I mean it was
0: different in that era yeah
1: well I think his idea was like alright well if we don't have the money to uh, make these effects look the best that they can then, then people are going to the, criticize it and they're going to put like that surface level criticism on it and that in turn is going to lead executives into thinking that like i use executives in the term in american sense of the word uh but they're going to lead to like the producers and the studios thinking like well you know it's not well, worth, it's not yeah. worth the money yeah well people obviously don't like it whereas you know what honda's saying it's like well they you know they didn't care for it because we didn't put the money into it Yeah. Um, i mean it makes sense It's just thinking about yeah. like
0: just like, kind of it's just funny to think about a time where it's
1: like the concern that effects driven movies aren't going to make money that's true <laughs> is just kind of a weird <laughs> sentence really. right, right I mean and and ultimately he's calling out what we've always said about movies yeah. is like that you know, do studios often learn the wrong lessons mm-hmm. uh from it uh yeah. that yeah, that's true um and so the other than that, but the biggest sacrifice that came from budget cuts uh was not only recycled it was not recycled material uh it wasn't even effect shots. It was our beloved Mothra. Mothra was in original was in the original drafts of the film, and uh, when the budget was what it was, uh, they had to cut our giant uh, bug monster from the script entirely. All mentions, uh, even though like so, this movie kind of plays um, as a sequel.
0: Yeah, because I was gonna mention that that is very interesting, just because it's almost like a a trilogy, really, with the. M- Mothra versus Godzilla and then Ghidorah the three-headed monster into this it's almost like kind of more so than the the three films before it mm-hmm. these like, past three have been a very kind of distinct trilogy mm-hmm. of of movies and it was, was interesting that Mothra wasn't involved although I wonder I, I would be curious to know like what role she was going to Play in this
1: one. Well, uh, not getting too much into the plot itself, but it does involve the return of Godzilla, uh, mm. who went another suit redesign once again to give him a slightly more friendlier look. Maybe not as aggressive's not the term, but you know, now he has the status of like a friendly hero this yeah, time. So a, he, a, yeah. a,
0: a Japanese champion.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you know, so he's in this movie. Rodan returns in this movie, um, and. So I think that the idea was that all three of those monsters had teamed up once again and uh, to face Ashton Yeah, Monster. but
0: there's there's a, specifics of the plot that I would have been interested, like how they would have used right. Mothra in the in the movie. So let me, and we, also we can talk about that more with the with the movie.
1: And it's also you know at the same time you could argue that in the previous movie, like Mothra's storyline is closed. Because it's like, oh, like you know, Mothra helped uh, save the day, and then went back to Infant Island to become a moth, right? Man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the big question is, would we have gotten the moth, or I would we have we gotten the, had, moth, the I, larva? I just think
0: like another movie. I mean, and we'll we, we'll talk about this with the movie, but I think like another movie with just the larva, yeah, would have kind of added to some of my issues with. This. <laughs> So, uh, but we'll um, get no. to that in a little bit. Uh,
1: so, as I said, yes. Yeah, so, uh, Godzilla and Mothra, uh, not Godzilla, uh, Godzilla and Rodan, uh, both return. Uh, both return to this picture. Uh, uh unfortunately, no, no new. Yeah, it's the first time we have no new monsters. No, to talk no, about. no new monsters. But I will bring up the aliens in this movie. Yes, which the um, the, the fiends
0: of Planet X.
1: Yes, uh, the uh, I would say the residents of Planet X, the Xians. Uh the but uh so this is the first aliens we've seen.
0: Uh And by first I'm assuming we're going to see a lot more aliens <laughs> as the franchise goes on. Well,
1: it's interesting because going forward, these aliens would kind of become like famous in the canon of Godzilla whereas later on as we get into Godzilla not necessarily movies, but as we get into Godzilla medium like video games, or uh, comic books, right. like especially within the past couple years, like these aliens would, the Monster X aliens would be like the throwback. Like it's like, oh, we're going to go use these guys again. Okay, so they're kind
0: of they're like, like the, like, the nostalgia. Like if you're going to reference one of the apparently many aliens that right. appear in the Godzilla franchise it's going to be the people from Planet X.
1: Well, I, and I think that the biggest thing about it is that they, they, they do have a unique look, yes. these aliens. Yeah, they do. So these aliens, the best way to describe them would be they're kind, they wear these uh, very comic booky,, uh, like black suits with like elbow pads mm-hmm. and uh, with these like slight cone heads. And uh sunglasses. Yeah. I, and they have pale skin. Yeah. And they they
0: all have a very similar
1: look yeah. to each other. Yeah. Uh and so so what did uh but so what did you think of the aliens since we don't have a monster to talk about? Like, I mean, uh
0: they were uh they had they had they had uh their own language as well. Yeah. Um that kind of didn't really play. But like <laughs> uh I mean they were they were interesting looking and uh, I think that there's there were some choice moments from them, but also you know it's just they were uh, how do I say it? they were fine,
1: yeah they were they were fine. i they like were... Them. i I think because they're such like a unique yeah look
0: i and I think it is one of the strengths of the movie is just not the their look, but the kind of whole world of planet X. right is kind of one of the, one of the one of the strengths of the film and kind of one of the things that can get you. Yeah, into I mean, it. it has that, like, very,
1: like... I in, mean, At the
0: end of the day, they do make, like, good villains in yeah. terms of, like... I, I it's just in terms of the way they interact with Earth and, and, and the heroes of the picture. I think that they kind of make, like, kind of... An effective team, serviceable to to what the film needs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I think that they they have like this cool kind of like throwback vibe to them. Like, I mean, it wasn't throwback at the time, but when you look at them, they have that image of like I mean, it's, classic it's, aliens, it, it like is, invaders from outer space. It like, is
0: something straight out of like a movie you would see on Mystery Science Theater, like yes. just from that era. Just kind of the that like. So it would easily fit in, which again we'll we'll kind of get more into once we talk about them. And they kind of
1: have a little bit of a personality too, a little like, bit. Yeah, they have some specifics. Like they're not what I like about them. There's enough about the aliens in them to not make them just generic, even though they kind of are. But yeah, they, it,
0: it, that, that's really kind of there. That's what I was trying to find earlier. They're kind of this mix of like. You're stereotypical like humanoid aliens that kind of have this weird look, mm-hmm. but also there's just enough to them that make them a little bit more specific and, and unique to right. to this movie. So they're kind of in between
1: kind of being like, it's like generic a, and, and interesting. It's just like a plain cake, but with like but it's it's decorated pretty well yeah. like i i, I want to see that cake like you're not really <laughs> gonna you're not really gonna be too
0: disappointed by cake unless Absolutely. it's like really bad yeah but like you know you could have amazing cakes right. and this
1: is just like it's a cake you're gonna have a cake um but yeah so in terms of production it's just cake
0: yeah like wh- why why's a cake gotta be more than a cake yeah. it's, a c- it's a cake exactly it's a cake
1: I, th- I believe that was one of the lines in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't watch the English dub, but I'm no. assuming maybe that's one of the dubs. Um, but yeah, so in terms of the production of the movie, that, that is, uh, pretty much it. Like, you know, alien plotline, uh, American co-production, uh, and some, like some budgetary constraints in it. I mean, like it, it's kind of like, I guess that's why I wanted to preface, like going into, like we are, we are deep into, uh, Godzilla formula at this point. And, um, with that comes maybe not as exciting, like because again, like the way Toho, the most interesting thing we've talked about is that that America kind of came in and yeah. did this, and then even with that, it's like, well, send this producer out there to go make this so film producer,
0: because send this actor and
1: yeah, because as far because remember, like these are just you know, I don't want to say disposable, but these are like kind of kiddie films. So like you know, go out there and make a monster movie, mm-hmm. and Toho, you know, they make these movies just because it's like it's fun to do so. Uh, and they're successful. So yeah. not not too much else to talk about with that. Yeah. All right. So should we talk about uh, invasion of Astro Monster, Nick? Let's talk about invasion of Astro Monster. There we go.
0: We need an exterminator. A
1: plan that will destroy King Ghidorah. We wish to borrow from you on Earth the Monster Zero One and Monster Zero Two. Godzilla and Rodan. Are you serious? Of course. Deadly serious. And we're back. Yeah. Talk about Invasion of... Astro Monster. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. So, Nick, aliens this time. Mm -hmm. What's that meme? Aliens. Aliens. If you can't, it's an audio format, so you can't tell I'm doing like the guy with the crazy hair. Invasion of Astro Monster or Monster Zero, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on where you're from. Yes. Nick, what did you think of this movie?
0: Well, this was very interesting because the the general thought I had after this movie was that with a couple, like with one pass at the script, you could easily make this a non-Godzilla movie. Yeah. Like it's, the the monsters really mm-hmm. don't play a factor in this film to the extent that they have. In previous Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. And it just was very interesting to kind of see. It's, it really just was. It really did feel like something you'd see on like a mystery science theater. Right. Like, not necessarily that it was like so bad, but it was just like. It was easy to kind of riff on, especially in the sense that you didn't really have kind of the Godzilla stuff to really anchor this time. Right. Because these really. He's he's in the movie, but the stuff that he's in it is like not really that different or unique from the previous films. Right, and and the real they don't even like play in the defeat of the aliens or any of that sort of stuff. It's like the real conflict is Earth versus Planet X. Right, and Godzilla and Rodan and Ghidorah are just basically chess pieces. Ghidorah's in this movie. What he, he's he's the Astro Monster. Oh no, he's Monster
1: Zero. What? So I guess like we should say like so the plot of this movie is as sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. I forget the year but it was like 20XD6 or something. For <laughs> 20XD6. Those, for for uh, a very niche reference for people who know homestarrunner.com. But uh but it's like 20 it's like the year 20X or something. Yeah. Um and there is the discovery of a new planet uh called planet it was called planet 0, right? Or planet no, X. No, it's planet X. Planet Cause, X. Cuz
0: cuz they play off of that in a little bit, right? We'll talk about
1: so it. it's it's called Planet X, and the uh premise is that uh they go up uh to see what's going on yeah, there, these, these two astronauts, yeah, and they come across these aliens mm-hmm. who are being tormented by an astro monster, Monster Zero, or, or Monster Zero. And um, when the mon- monster Zero turns out to be the three headed fiend himself, King Ghidorah, which from our comes, previous movie, which comes from
0: uh, which, it, which leads into one of my favorite lines of the movie, my Godzilla line of the movie is when the astronauts see uh Gidorah for the or the, the the uh planet X aliens mm-hmm. have been like hyping up this monster zero and like how it's decimating their land and they have to hide underground right and the alien they they finally show our astronaut friends one of which is Nick Adams the American uh, and he they're like oh wait that's Ghidorah. and then the the main planet oh yeah 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 the main i know what you're talking sense about is like
1: Yes, you guys do like to name
0: things. I that's, we use numbers. So
1: this is jumping ahead a little bit, but that's kind of one of like the things that I kind of like about the no, aliens. No, I, I did. Remember, yeah,
0: I did. I, I didn't want to mention it during the preamble, but I, that was also one of the like I just that kind of weird. specific are they're,
1: so, they're so smug. Like remember how I always joke about in Star Wars the uh, Kaminoans from Episode Two. Yes, about how like weirdly passive aggressive they are for no reason. Mm-hmm. It was very similar to this where it's like. They're like, well, that's King Ghidorah. It's like, well, why don't you, you, well, why don't you fight back? And then the aliens are like, it's like, well, if you know how to beat him, why don't you tell us? And then they just, and the two guys just look at each other. He's like, ah, yeah. okay, he got. I us just there. like the
0: fact <laughs> that they're just obsessed with numbers. Yeah, these aliens. It's just like a weird specificity that
1: kind of. I also like that, that they that started puts, at monster zero. Yeah, which is also like, first of all, it's a monster with three heads. <laughs> And you'd it's think like, you'd be like Monster yeah. Three or something. Yeah, or Monster One at <laughs> at the at the most. Um, well, is you know maybe it there's zero hour. There's, yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. The midnight clock. Um, but uh, so that. anyway, uh, it's, um, so they come across these aliens uh, who are being uh tormented by uh, King Ghidorah, uh, and they need uh humanity's help, but there may be more to the aliens than meets the eye. They're, they're bad guys. Yeah, They're, they're, <laughs> they're bad guys, yeah. They're bad guys, which is like, it's such like, it's so funny. It's not hidden at all. No, <laughs> it's... They're it's, bad guys. <laughs> it's not at all. Yeah, it's it's very clear from moment one. Uh, Two things about this movie. One is, I mean, this movie is fine. I mean, this this, this movie yeah, overall, it's not, like, it's not, we're not quite at Raids Again yeah. level, but, but it's
0: definitely like, A weaker...
1: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like your run-of-the-mill monster movie, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And this is... We're starting to get into the level where a lot of people kind of forget this about Godzilla movies in general, but is how often is Godzilla and the monsters actually actually in the the movie, movie, which is going to be a running thing just throughout this franchise. And I think this is the first time we truly have felt that mm-hmm. because I think in all the movies we can argue about how much time screen time do the monsters have. But I think this was the one where I agree with you where it's like to a certain point, it's like they almost feel a little too disconnected. Yeah. It's, it's the too synergy isn't as, it's isn't like, as well. and it's just
0: like they, cause the other movies, the monster is always like a central aspect of the plot. Right. Right. Like Mothra versus Godzilla. Right. It's like about protecting the Mothra egg. And, you know, with the last movie, it's about, okay, Ghidorah is coming to Earth, and we got to convince Godzilla and Rodan to work together. Um, even, even Godzilla raids again, it's like, oh, Godzilla's returned, and we have mm. to find a way to defeat right. him. And this one, it really just, like, the aliens end up being like, well, we know Godzilla and Rodan... Previously defeated Ghidorah, so right. we want to borrow them. So that it's they like can if you did Ghidorah. like
1: a war movie in the uh, in like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they're doing something completely different, and then by thirty minutes in, it's like, all right, it's time to call the Avengers, <laughs> and then the Avengers have a battle, and then. None of the Avengers or the superheroes show up until the third act. <laughs> like that's kind of what it and is. Like,
0: I mean, this is just gonna get into like this more specific criticisms of kind of the movie. But one of the major problems with it is too is that like even in the other films when you kind of had large stretches without the monsters, the, the monsters' fights were always kind of somewhat memorable. Mm-hmm. Like even in even in their weakest incarnations, they were memorable. They had unique aspects to them. They kind of stood out. And the problem with this one is like none of the monster action really stands out. It's kind of just like – there there. are there, I mean there are bits and pieces that like – There's like notable moments I can notable, pick out. There's yeah. like one or two like really notable kind of like moments that you can sort of praise mm-hmm. and be like, oh, that was cool. But the general action is just like right. not that different than what we saw in Godzilla or, or, or Godzilla
1: Rodan fighting Ghidorah in the last movie. Right. Um, and ultimately it's more satisfying in that movie oh it's, it,
0: it is because like it's just it just feels so run-of-the-mill monster action when we've seen yeah. such great and unique monster action even in mothra vs godzilla where i felt like those fights weren't like the best of the monster fights but those those still kind of had that kind of build-up mm-hmm. and in this one it's like the first day of like two major fights and the first one kind of goes by super quickly well the and first then,
1: half of it i actually would argue is not that bad of it because it's interesting because you're introducing this intrigue of, mm-hmm. of planet x and, and true, aliens yeah, truly it's not and that then, different than yeah.
0: like like something like Mothra versus Godzilla. but I in terms say, of like the build-up to the monsters it's just like once you get to the build-up of the monsters it's just like then they're gone like that yeah
1: because the build-up and then like the reveal of godora being the villain again is like i think that works and it's like all right well it's time to call on the monsters and then they have the monster battle but then you're right then it just kind of becomes the synergy between the monster plot line and the is like and the human plot line is non-existent. Yeah. But the um the second thing I was going to say about this movie, and I think we're I and I made this observation about this movie, and about most of these other Godzilla movies, is that you can almost take most of the Godzilla movies we've seen, and reboot them into infinitely better movies with like a little bit more of a tighter modern script. I yeah. think. Because what I what I will say about this movie is, like, th- what's going on in this movie could actually make, like, a great blockbuster, mm-hmm. I think. I think it has all the ingredients of it. Um, but I think that they just kind of put the ingredients in a bowl or they didn't let it – it's, like, it, this, this kind of feels like the first attempt at a recipe. And I do a lot of try to like cook things and try things out. Like, remember the other day? I think you've always been there when I try to make fettuccine Alfredo from scratch or yeah. I try to make mac and cheese and I always fuck it up. Like, for some reason, I can't make mac and cheese. I don't know why, but I'm like trying to. It's a sore make, subject for well. It mac, is though. because it's like, it shouldn't be. I don't know why it's this hard, but it's like, it always comes out as these like weird buttery noodles and I hate it. Uh, but that's kind of what it feels like to me because uh, so from the get go, you're focusing on cuz it's almost it's part of like here's the thing it's mostly a sci-fi alien invasion movie yeah and it's somewhat effective like you have the aliens who uh, say like all right if you help us we're going to give you the cure for cancer uh which is i think in the american dub it was we're just going to give you the cure for all illnesses and things and things like that um so you have like that going on and then the aliens ultimately betray them you have awesome like sci-fi you like um sci-fi uh, UFOs which are really cool um and I think the buildup of that story is pretty good. And in the meantime, you also have this kind of like, you you have this buddy, this kind of like buddy uh, action hero movie thing going on, mm-hmm. uh, which again, I don't think is.
0: With Nick Adams and his constant smug look yeah. to the camera, <laughs> like you can tell he's an American actor because he's always like,
1: huh, well, you know, you better be careful with. His daughter, buddy. Oh. Yeah, but you know it's funny because I made the comment that like it's funny that the American actor comes in and like you know he's still got like American Hollywood smugness, but in comparison he's like the nice guy. Yeah, like the guy, his partner, who sister is dating a scientist who once again plays into the plot in a very. Uh, Mars Attack Independence Day type way where it's like his weird invention. Cause I kind of like that type of plot where it's like his seemingly useless invention actually plays a yeah. role in the plot. Like, I mean, the fun. concept
0: is fine. Just, the way that they played in this movie is, is very strange. Oh, yeah. But that's yeah.
1: what I'm saying is like, I think all these elements could make, cause I can imagine the, alien invasion monster movie that focuses on this buddy relationship of these two guys mm-hmm. who and then because even at the end of the movie they kind of share a moment and you're like oh there's like a glimmer of like a fun thing going yeah. on there you know you know what yeah, i'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. so it's like oh, okay, I get you. so it's like you have this like alien invasion monster movie with these buddies uh, essentially i'm thinking of think of about a movie Maybe, holy shit, maybe I'm just thinking about Independence Day. <laughs> I, think you, I think you are. I think I am because it's like, because if, every time you think I think about Independence Day, if the
0: aliens first came down and like tried to like pretend to make peace I, with us. You know what?
1: I think about the best version of Independence Day in my head and the best version of Independence Day in my head is like the alien stuff. And then I skip all the way until Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum team up and that's the best version of that which is a really small part of that movie. i know but it's funny because in my growing up that was always like what i associated with that movie is like oh remember when those two team up and go into the thing but like maybe i'm just thinking about that but what i'm saying is is if you take all those elements and you rebooted it into a modern tighter script Mm -hmm. like i actually think you can make a good movie out of this yeah
0: yeah, I actually was gonna bring up the human characters because uh, for the first time in a couple of Godzilla films, I actually, was a uh, you know a little let down by these by these human characters because I actually, you know, we we, we kind of talked about jokingly before that people who, um, you know, didn't like the the human characters in the 2014 Godzilla to really look back and be like, are there human characters you really care about in any of these Godzilla movies? Right. But I had really like enjoyed. Definitely the characters in Ghidorah, Mm -hmm. uh, and to an extent the characters in uh, King Kong and uh, Mothra Mm -hmm. versus Godzilla. Um, Whereas in this one, it's just like Nick Adams was just kind of like, had always had that same smug look on his face, and uh, his partner was just kind of being a real jerk to Mm -hmm. his
1: sister. Right. And then... The and the sister was kind of being a jerk to her fiancé or husband. Yeah. Like, here's a guy who has an invention, and to her knowledge, you find out that these are actually the bad guys, but to her knowledge, they want to buy his invention, give him money. Like, he's succeeding in life, yeah. and then her response to that is like, well, who would pay that much money for that? Like, why are you being an asshole? Like, what, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> and, then this, it's
0: science, and the scientist guy who um, makes this, like, alarm everybody can hear i guess that's a cool invention yeah and then he
1: uh yeah he basically makes an alarm <laughs> is what it is <laughs> he sells it
0: to a toy company and everybody's like why are you gonna sell it to a toy company like, There's money but see he, like then he I, doesn't get the i money. can
1: i can concede like that could be a fun thing yeah. where it's like your useless invention ends up being because then ultimately what you find out is that the alarm like emits a frequency that the aliens are susceptible to. Yeah. and Which it, is, yeah, which is a nice idea. Yeah. I mean, it's dumb, but it, like, what, like, No, I I'm, 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 yeah. wasn't being sarcastic. It is a nice idea. Um, but I think the problem for me, not necessarily, is the characters themselves. It's just that the human plot line at this time is, at this point, is so rote. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so... It it really do, it feels
0: so standard. Yeah, we even get like a very not the same way, but like a slight variation on like the missile slash nuke. Yeah, question. it's like, and, but what can he, we do? Can we send yeah. the missiles? No, they're not. They're impenetrable.
1: Yeah, and I, I I love how like they have the deal that's like, all right, they go back to like. The council, the government council, and then they tell him it's like, oh, the if we help these aliens, they'll give us the cure to cancer, and they're thinking about it. And then, like the health department guy makes the bold proclamation that he's like, I think we need the cure for cancer. Like, like, I, think, like I think people no would shit, he's like, he's like. I think people would enjoy the cure for cancer. I think that it would be
0: a benefit
1: to everybody here on this planet of earth yeah and then and then they're like yeah and 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 being allies with the aliens would be very good and also the cure for cancer would be a nice bonus um but yeah i feel like but and then it's like because as soon as it starts it's kind of like okay like character relationship drama yeah like again mm-hmm. like that it, it, it's just kind of like and like i think like you can do that but it's just
0: like yeah to, to the extent of like in this movie it just again just like everything else it just doesn't stand out in a way right because it's not because the best of the drama it's like in like in Ghidorah. like i think one of the most effective things about that movie was like how the drama and the monster stuff really played into each other yeah yeah like you know the princess Being like the Venetian and like sprouting this nonsense about, oh, the world's going to end. And then the police officer and his sister are like, well, we got to both figure out what's going on here. Mm -hmm. You know, and that, and it all played into each other. Right. And I think that's what made that so. Interesting, watchable, and it actually helped expand upon those characters. Here, when everything's so disconnected, mm. you, there's nothing for anything to connect to. Right, it's and just that, like it's just like kind of almost three separate movies.
1: And then they, kind of they, they to try fight for for uh, yeah, supremacy. and they try to mine this drama like out of really random places too. So it's like, so Nick Adams falls in love with one of the operatives who ends up being an alien. Yeah, and uh, and they make a point that like he, he so they go back to the planet x or the spaceship or whatever yeah. it is
0: and because they're trying to kind of find a means of defeating these guys and he finds out that all the women look the same mm-hmm. and they make a big deal and out that's of, not
1: and that's not us being racist they're no, actually they, clones they're actually all <laughs> clones of each other
0: and like they're like yes all of our women look the same and <laughs> oh and, yeah you made the comment it was like, like <laughs> well like all the guys look the same too it's not like the, they have because nick adams goes on this whole thing where it's like don't don't you find beauty and in, in in specificity and differences yeah and it's like
1: where did this come from right like, and then like and then like she wants to get married but like the giant god computer that the alien like it's like wait what <laughs> like what are you talking about we do everything by the computer it's like what computer
0: <laughs> obviously like the main later alien dude is like controlling everything um, like you never really set up this computer Yeah and so, so I mean we I guess we should talk about kind of the the more of the kind of the the actual I mean, alien like- plan yeah, well, their well, plan. Their, their plan is, is, just, is they. Wait, so can, I, like, can I say before yeah. we get
1: to the plan is that one of my favorite things that perplexed me so much in the movie. Like, well, there were two things that perplexed me. One was that like at one point they so they 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 need to fight Monster Zero or they need to fight Ghidorah, so they need Godzilla and Rodan to do that. So they use their UFOs, which were awesome. At one point, like when they're getting <laughs> when they're getting weakened, they do the classic like. Uh, the UFOs rocking, so yeah. they have to do, like, the you're, people moving around yeah. in the well, thing if as ta- if it's... Yeah, I love well,
0: it. I mean, to be quite honest, if you're taking, like, the, the lower budget, you could definitely tell in in the kind of UFO shots, which just look like, like, beach toys, like yeah. pool toys yeah. just kind
1: hanging out in the air. Absolutely loved it. But at one point, so they they lift up, they use, like, their gravitation... Uh, beams to like lift up Godzilla out of like a lake, and then they go get Rodan, who's just nestled in the side of like a mountain, like inside the mountain. Like they have to have to, have to take the rock yeah. out. Yeah, and it's like, it's like Rodan. the same thing happens in the previous movie. Like why is Ro How is Rodan getting into these uh, well, rock see, the walls? Well, the thing is, like at
0: least the previous one, it was like a volcano, so you had That's like true. you had cooling <laughs> rock. Like this one was like legitimately just the mountain Yeah, oh like my he God. like did he like go in there and then like kind of the rock like just kind of formed over him and he's like well, I
1: guess I'm stuck here. Yeah. Um, So that, that was funny. But the thing that perplexed me the most was like, so they defeat, the the monsters defeat Ghidorah. And at one point they're like, all right, here's the cure for cancer. And they give him like this gold brick. And, Eventually, I think they reveal. Well, they don't actually really reveal it, but I guess it turned out to be a box. But the whole time we're watching it, and I'm turning to Nick. I'm like, it's just a gold brick. Like, what are you? Ta- That's like if somebody's like, all right, here's the here's the cure for all STDs, and they give you like like a like a bottle, like a, just like a <laughs> empty like not even like an empty bottle, just a bottle with solid, like a solid bottle. And you're like, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> like, it's like, do you have, like, any converter cables? Like, you know, d- is it is it, like, HDMI? Like, what, what do I do? What do right, I connect this was to? Because like, it data? The, the Is it brick brick was supposed to be like an
0: audio message? <laughs> right, yeah. Of, like, it turned uh, out to be
1: an audio message. But it kept perplexing me because it's like, even if I was, like, the guy, go- the spaceman traveling on behalf of Earth, I would be like, wait, no, how does this, what is this? <laughs> and before we get to the plan, actually, I do have one thing that perplexed me. Okay, all right. And that yeah. was
0: this movie's musical theme. Uh, which was just kind of this jaunty bum 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 bum, <laughs> bum 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 bum, and I'm just like the Godzilla themes like throughout the franchise because obviously like the thing is is so interesting we have that iconic you know, first theme from the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, all these other themes that they do...
1: Well, I think it, you're thinking of the military theme from the all the way from the first movie, which no, is also a nostalgia trip, I think, a little bit. Because it was, like... Yeah, but... No, this bum, one, bum, I thought bum, it was a bum, little bum. different. Oh, it may be. Yeah, no, no but, you're, you're right. But yeah. it's,
0: it's different, but it's also just, like... It's just so, like, 60s, like, Great Escape type of movie. <laughs> like, it's just, again, like... Because Godzilla Rays, again, had that, like, comedy horn, and then this one is just kind of like, oh, like, a jaunty, like, team-up, like, we're gonna go save the prison, right. or Well, whatever. they
1: were celebrating Friendship Day. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Earth well, so is the, for friends who do stuff so, together. So, the alien plan is ultimately that they want to use Earth as a colony planet, and now because... Well, and they've also kind of emphasized, like, one of the other suspicious things is that... They've emphasized that uh, they they don't have a lot of water on yeah, Planet okay. X. Yeah. And
0: so, and there's this kind of like, oh man, they have all this gold, but no water.
1: Which is also the plot of Battle of Los Angeles, which was a movie <laughs> I saw for some reason. Uh, I'm not kidding. That is the plot of that movie. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so they're basically like, we're going to use Earth
0: as a colony planet, take its resources and right. its water. And, and they reveal that they've been controlling Ghidorah the whole time. And that they're going to, now they control... Uh, Godzilla and Rodan, which is also really it was, was why I would say like where Mothra plays into it because mm. Mothra it's like seems like she wouldn't be so easily mind controlled mm. because she's a little bit smarter and kind of more aware of the other monsters. Yeah. So what I felt like it's almost a blessing that because I feel like they wouldn't have had her not be mind controlled, and I feel like it's like I would have. Felt it was a portrayal of her character if uh, she did get to mind control,
1: you know, because that's not really what Mothra would do. It wouldn't, she wouldn't be mind Who's this guy? <laughs> this is like some like monster retrospective guy. Because <laughs> I know nobody making these movies would have given a shit about that. Um, here's the, let's talk about this because I think this will be the last thing we talk about uh The monsters themselves, mm-hmm. because as we said, because because yeah, the plot kind of shakes out as we kind of mentioned. Yeah, like the plot kind of
0: shakes outside as you think, and the aliens do have this amazing moment where the 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 giant alarm is kind of because uh, also like they're then they're trying to do like a thing where they got gu- they're trying to like interrupt the the mind control with with like a giant laser ray. Yeah, and it's just like then the movie kind of stops as they try to figure this out, mm-hmm. and yeah. Basically, yeah, so the, the aliens, I do want to mention, I do want to agree, they do have this amazing moment where, like, they, the, the alarm's going and they're doing, like, the shaking and they're holding their heads and the guy's like, get the controls, like, <laughs> earth base, <laughs> like, do
1: something. Sub- <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Um, but and, you know, and before we get into that too, I do want to give credit to. I legitimately think that the miniature sci- in the sci-fi production design work is all great. Yeah, like it. it it's all like it, I mean, it's dated in that way, but I think it's all legitimately done well. Mm-hmm. Like even when that ship was exploding, like all the effects of like the fires going on in the yeah. ship were all pretty solid. And uh, so the monsters themselves. So we have Godzilla, Rodan, and Ghidorah. Yeah. Um, and we won't talk about them. That much because they are not in this movie that much yeah um but and they don't do that many different things that we haven't seen them do before except we get one of the most iconic moments in godzilla history yes, you're, which you're i was really... so excited for you to see and now you have seen it yes it's, is God, well, it was very ecstatic one. The, the godzilla victory dance which you've heard the uh the i'll, I'll probably i'll edit in like the sound of the Godzilla victory dance, but what it is is Godzilla kind of doing this dancing cross-legged jumping jack dance <laughs> after he fe- defeats Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those things that was like, uh, they had this idea, like Toho had this idea to do this. Uh, the effects director Subahara was very... He was like, All right, let's do it. Like we've already made Godzilla Kid friendly. Let's let's go for it. Honda was against it, but ultimately it was like, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so they defeat Ghidorah the first time and Godzilla does this little victory jig and it and it's it's awesome. Um to the point that well, I'll save that for the end. Um but yeah, so uh so you have Godzilla. Um Ghidorah continues to be awesome, I think. Because I think
0: that of all the of the three monsters, he's definitely one that stands out the most in this. Because
1: he flies over Planet X, and it's just the again, like we said before, it's the chaotic like, uh, like the heads moving all around, and like you know, just shooting lightning everywhere. Like you can see, like all right, this is like a, a chaotic. Just And even, even the way they set it up, like, too, as, chaos. as a sequel,
0: it's like, because like they don't show him right away. They kind of just, you kind of hear the sound and see the lightning right, exactly. right away. So they kind of actually build it up like, oh, is
1: that Ghidorah? It did is? you know it was Ghidorah going into the movie? I did. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. So I, I was just curious. I, I looked it up. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I will say this. I do think that while they're not on screen long enough, I think the monster fights are fun. I think that there's some choice moments in it. I would say there's choice moments. Yeah, but for me, it definitely was like a
0: letdown in comparison to stuff that we'd seen in the previous movies. Because like the choice moments were fine, but like just in terms of the structure of the battles, it really just kind of felt like, oh, we're doing this fight because there wasn't like any weight to it. I especially since like because especially since like the second fight happens after basically because they defeat the aliens right and then the second fight is just kind of like well I guess we have to get rid of Ghidorah now and it's really not like much of a fight it is just kind of like Godzilla and Rodan just like kicking the crap out. oh of it's the
1: most telling of what the problem of this movie is with the synergy between the two because that feels like well we got to tie up this monster thing mm-hmm. uh it feels like a Zack Snyder uh third act Mm -hmm. where it's like your story's kind of done and now we're going to have like a big battle
0: yeah but like we said there are some choice moments one of which is before
1: before because as we lead up because i think more so it's in that last battle i will say what was effective was some of the monster destruction stuff because i actually felt like that was effective to the terms of like all right like the monsters are destroying everything like we need to do something and i think that does remind me of
0: another one of my kind of favorite little weird thought moments of the movie is when because the monster so they they give him the gold brick audio mm-hmm. ipod thing and the mon the the aliens from planet x are like oh uh this is actually a, a message we're going to take you over and it's not a cure for cancer and then like they go through this <laughs> whole thing where like the whole world is in panic now yeah like, and it's oh like, yes yes it's I- just basically <laughs> like oh like the world is in panic uh, and it's like
1: riots it, it, are breaking out riots are breaking out oh no here here's, I wrote it down the The headline said aliens take over mass insanity yeah, <laughs> mass insanity
0: which is something that's really interesting because it's almost like in in like a, a different sort of sense I would have liked these films to at least explore like once or twice like the, uh, the rest of the world's reaction to kind of all this stuff always happening in Japan right especially yeah. since all these are kind of its own cinematic universe and it's like Japan is constantly getting attacked by giant monsters mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just really interesting that you never really think about that until like this sort of thing where like they actually set it up where it's like, oh, no, the entire world is now knows that Japan is... Caught. Like, Japan right. is the cause of them being a, a, aliens, and they, they went to this planet without, like, really talking to the United Nations or anything mm-hmm. like that. They're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll make this deal. We'll give them these two giant monsters and get the cure for cancer, and then, and then we'll be well, heroes. And then I
1: guess the argument would be, like, I, and they don't really explore it in the movie, but it's like, well, now we got rid of two giant monsters. Well, they kind of talk about that, where it's like when they leave them on the planet, it's like, yeah, but they were assholes, so. Yeah, they, they, there, there is that moment where the two astronauts are like,
0: man, but... Godzilla and Rodan, like, yeah. they're pretty cool. But it's they- like they
1: had to give like the one guy the line so it's like, so humanity's not like, you know, they're a little bit redeemable because yeah. we all like Godzilla and Rodan. you uh, did save I, up
0: from Ghidorah last time.
1: Yes. I did, so I did like the destruction element of it because that was like kind of pure, utter chaos and then, and then they they briefly have like a really violent seizure because oh use, yes, they, they yeah they use the radio signals to ultimately not only defeat the aliens but it will like interrupt like the signal that's c- helping them control the monsters
0: right, alongside their giant like ray thing right
1: so they do that but then it like causes like the it, the the monsters to like fall over. And then, like, just kind of seize up. Like, in, and like, Ghidorah's head is like resting on his stomach. Yeah, and, it's so and Godzilla's odd. like, and, and 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 Godzilla, since it's like a since it's like a suit, like the image of it is like these just cold, dead eyes. As it's just like as he's shaking, and I'm like, oh my god! Like somebody put a wallet in his mouth. <laughs> like it's like, oh my god! Like what's what's going on? Um, but then the fight starts, and the fight is fine. Um, I did. There is kind of like in a in fighting game terminology uh, that Ghidorah has mad keep away skills mm-hmm. where it's like kind of like I like that that's like his method It's just it's just so much lightning and dragon heads going all over the place yeah. that it's keeping you the, away. The, the main
0: highlight of that fight is Rodan picking up Godzilla yes. and like
1: throwing him yeah. into Ghidorah. It is it is the it. That is the highlight of it. Yeah, he, I mean, there, he there picked, are other moments from it, but, but that's it. But really. That, that's really he the picks him up by his back, and then they both basically tackle Ghidorah, and they both end up in the ocean. Ghidorah flies away, free of Monster X control, and uh, Godzilla and Rodan just stayed in the ocean, I guess. And uh, we'll probably live the fight another day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's fine. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it's probably like. I mean, it's definitely above Godzilla raids again. Yeah, you know, as an overall film, but definitely like kind of right now on the lower echelon of the of the six yeah. movies we've watched. Like, it, I can't imagine it even being like I don't, you know, fights were better in Mothra, and I think like Gojira, King
1: Kong, and Ghidorah
0: were all just overall better films than this.
1: Yeah, and I think that I think that this is. Uh, I think that this film is starting to. This really solidifies the formula. The formula the we are formula. in. The formula. The uh, formula S- we Mr. are Krabs. in. Mr. Uh, Krabs. The Krusty Krab formula. <laughs> <the> formula. <laughs> uh, this. Uh, this solidifies the formula that we're in, but it also. Um. I think this is where we're adding a lot to the legacy of Godzilla in terms of we are. Instead of maybe not necessarily always being quality films, but it's adding these little elements mm-hmm. that uh, basically help um, paint the universe a little bit more. Like so, now we have aliens in the mix, and I think that now going forward, we're we're gonna see movies picking these elements that like movies like this are introducing. So, like, like I said, like if you were to if you were to reboot this movie, I honestly think you could make like a, a decent solid movie out of it. So, um, and before we move on, uh, who is Harrison Ford in this movie? Harrison Ford for me is someone who uh,
0: who would appear in the uh, mass insanity montage mm-hmm. of the somebody who's trying to keep control, yeah. And like maybe someone from like America, it's like, we're gonna defeat these aliens, god <laughs> damn it.
1: Um, I can't, I can't argue with that. I like that. Um, Alright, post-release. Not a lot to say here, just like with everything else. Uh, the film had decent success and eventually made its way to America as part of a monster movie double feature with The War of the Gargantuans. Um, and the American, cut, um, the American cut of this film left the movie relatively untouched. There wasn't a lot of changes made. Um, in fact, uh, with many going as far to call that the American uh, version and the Japanese version are virtually identical. Oh, to each other
0: interesting considering like you know the tradition of just kind of completely changing things i think in come a long way from gigantus the fire monster
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i think in uh that may also be due to uh the co-production the co-production of, of america yeah. so it's like kind of like everybody's a little bit more because like page. I, I guess
0: we didn't really mention it but like nick adams is, is speaking english but he's dubbed in the japanese version. right and so it'd be very interesting just to kind of see yeah just his normal speaking voice and kind of him playing off because it, it was really interesting, like, you could tell that his voice was dubbed in the Japanese version, mm-hmm. uh, more so than, like, what you're just kind of not used to in mm-hmm. these movies.
1: Because Well, they're... dubbing is also interesting, because it's funny, because you did mention that the aliens had, like, their the alien language, yeah. which is really weird, because alien language in a foreign film is a, is very jarring, mm-hmm. because you're already listening to a language uh, that you, you don't, don't understand, understand. and right. then, so it's like, how to mix, but yeah, you're right, it, it is kind of... I didn't notice it as much because everybody else is speaking Japanese, yeah. so it's like when it's I like kinda, him. I just
0: know a little bit more, just because like fair enough. Yeah. You yeah. could kind of just feel like the lip movements
1: weren't matching, and and then it. obviously the American version, he's speaking American, and everybody else is speaking in English. English. In- English. Excuse, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, all right, so well, I, can... I mean, with his smug look, he might as well be speaking American. <laughs> um it's more in the tone of anything yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs> it's kind of like how like you know like dogs don't understand language they understand tone that's kind of like american is all about tone it's not yeah. about the actual language
0: i still hate it when people baby talk dogs. yeah
1: but you know but <laughs> but if you yell at a dog like it doesn't know what you're saying but it can read that you're the tone of voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I couldn't find any, like, solid reviews of the movie, but I found, like, a general consensus of the movie is that it was ultimately – Like, it's kind of like a lot of Godzilla films where it's like, oh, it's part of the canon, so we kind of celebrate it in that way, and it's about aliens, yeah. no, I mean, it's like –
0: it's kind of similar to,
1: like, Bond fans and the Bond canon.
0: It's like, you know, we'll celebrate something like You Only Live Twice – because it's part of the Bond canon, right? And exactly. it's like Blofeld and stuff like that more so than like if it's a good film or not,
1: right? Uh, so it was praised for the introduction of alien elements to the Godzilla canon, uh, its uh, production design, uh, and, and all and mm-hmm. all that kind of and miniature work, and overall uh, for it being its overall sci-fi feel to it. Uh, but some, as we have said, have criticized the minimal use of Godzilla and the other monsters. Uh, so uh, leading to a general consensus that. It is kind of like a cool sci-fi movie. It's a cool sci-fi alien inv- uh, invasion movie. Uh, maybe not so much of a monster romp mm-hmm. that you would want. Um, and this would be Ashiro Honda's last Godzilla film for some time. So he will return. Credits roll at the to- at the bottom of it. Shiro Honda will return. Yeah, but we will see the um somebody coming on board uh, for the next couple Godzilla features. Very interesting. <laughs> Invasion of Astro Monster. We are uh, another Godzilla movie down, um, and uh, it, this episode may have been just okay in terms of information, but that's just because the movie was. But just as okay. always, we're fantastic in terms of our comedic chops. Yeah, are we? Are are we? Are we reading a review? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds like a review. Bond in this movie
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, might have uh, been just okay in terms of information, but overall. A master of comedic job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh, Yeah, so this is kind of like lower, low low tier. Godzilla for me mm-hmm. yeah all right well that's it that's it for this episode all right so what's next on the Godzilla side of things? oh so on things? the Godzilla side of things we are uh going back to introducing monsters and you will when we uh, go back into the Toho canon we'll be introducing you Nick and our audience oh to well, I'm a monster now you're gonna be introducing yeah. me to Nick the Tedesco fights Godzilla uh no we're gonna be introducing all of you guys to Abira the horror of the
0: deep, oh. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh man, uh, that but sounds exciting.
1: That may have to take a back seat because next week is going to be a Bond episode in which we will be watching
0: "Diamonds Are Forever," mm. going down to Las Vegas, Nevada, mm-hmm. uh, the return of Sean Connery, and the return of a previous Bond director,
1: mm. a Shiro Honda. It's not. <laughs> Shiro Honda. Um, I I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. uh, why uh, would
0: I know who it is. <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to save it for the episode. Oh, well, then
1: save it for the episode. Like, well, you you said it, and then you, like, pointed at me. Well, no, because like, you mentioned yeah. I, I, it's it's a return
0: of uh, Mr. Guy Hamilton. Ooh, Mr. Guy
1: Hamilton didn't want to give up the Bond franchise.
0: Even though he did give up the uh, franchise for three movies, yeah. and then he came back. Actually, we're going to be seeing Guy for the next three movies. Yeah. So, it's going to be a lot of fun Guy Hamilton stuff. Guy. Gotcha. Her name's got to be Buzz. Ha <laughs>
1: All right, well, all right, so that's it. Nick, where can we find the podcast? Uh, We can
0: find the podcast uh, at our apartment. (laughs) Uh, But if you want to find us on social media, you can go to twitter.com slash bonzilla007, facebook.com slash bonzilla007, soundcloud.com slash bonzilla007. (laughs) I always get ahead of myself. You can like and subscribe (laughs) on iTunes and SoundCloud, and you can give us an email, bonzillapod at gmail.com. Dot com.
1: All right. Sounds good. I'm Nick. I'm Will. And Keep bud. on bonding and zilling. And zilling. <laughs> and astro monstering. The astro monster. Ow! <laughs>